everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Girlish. My name is Gage and I am here with my co-host, Olivia. Hey everyone, it's me. So we are back with another episode, um, kind of going to be returning to our normal content after our Black Lives Matter episode last week. It is Pride Month, but ironically, there have been a lot of attacks on the LGBT community lately um, from the government, from famous authors, wink, wink, and just like in general. So I think there's a lot of stuff that we have to talk about and to discuss because like I said, it is Pride Month, which is supposed to be like the month of celebration for the people in the LGBT community and a time to be happy, which obviously can't really happen considering quarantines going on and everything else. People just seem to be shitting on us. So yeah, I think it's time to dive into some of the topics that have been going around recently on social media, in the news, and all that type of stuff. Yeah, I think it's important that we, like, you know, jump in and have these conversations. And, like, I don't know, I think just shut, like, a bunch of shit down that, like, uh, just causes issues or creates distress within our community and it just seems unfair. It needs to be called out. And so I think that's why it was important. Last week we talked about the Black Lives Matter movement and, you know, obviously my Instagram and Gage's Instagram and, like, our platforms like that we're still going to be as active as we can in regards to these issues and because it is important specifically like these racial injustices that happen within our country and also um with uh things that center around the lgbt community and like you said yeah there has been a lot of attacks especially during pride month and it is really unfortunate to kind of see this development in our the way that uh, specifically america is going and it just seems like it's getting worse and worse every day like when you feel, when you see things, I don't know, you see, you see everything unfold and it's just as mind blowing that like we're in the time in life that people still believe this or people still feel these ways. And it's crazy because Stonewall happened, what, in 1969 and now it's 2020. And to, the, to think that like we're still fighting for, for these like injustices to be, um, you know, uh, just solved or like have a solution to these injustices and um yeah it's just been a weird weird time obviously not even a weird time just a fucked up time i guess like it really and i think a lot of things are coming out people are finally standing up and i think that's exactly what we want to do and just kind of yeah like i said earlier just call some shit out because it is important yeah and like you said it's it's kind of shitty because like I feel like, especially since I came out, I've been really excited about this time of year, especially because like, you know, I finally came out as trans and I feel comfortable going to pride events and all that type of stuff. So it does suck that we're in quarantine, but it's also like a lot of things that are happening in the LGBT community in terms of the government and other people like notable celebrities saying really ignorant things about the trans community. It's all pretty much stemmed from misinformation and a lot of instances where people think that they know what they're talking about, but they really 100% miss the mark. So I think, especially us, I feel like we have an obligation and like a duty to feel like we should be talking about these issues and trying to debunk some of the things that people are saying. And it's not necessarily to like attack. I mean, I guess it is to attack some people. Some people really deserve to be put on blast. But at the same time, 
our podcast is kind of like a dialogue where we kind of just have a conversation and we've talked about things and we've talked about people that we don't necessarily agree with, but I still think it's important for us to come at it with a level mind and try and understand unless, you know, there are those certain instances where people clearly don't understand and they don't deserve to be treated with respect because they have not been treating us and our whole community with respect. So they don't necessarily deserve that type of dialogue. Yeah, it's um, very unfortunate. I just keep like looking back at like these things that have happened over this past month. And it's crazy to think that like it's only been a month and like all this stuff has happened. So it yeah, it's just very shitty. And like you said, it's like Pride Month and I want to feel like a part of everything. I want to like finally feel comfortable and like going out and like parades and stuff like that. But parades can't be parades if there's still injustices. They they need to be protests. And so um I think right now a lot of people are realizing that like like we yeah, times are are just we yeah, we need to still speak out because there's obviously a lot of um transphobia, homophobia, just a lot of uh, uh, shitty things that are are being, attacking the community. And so um, I guess before we kind of get into everything, um, I think it's important to also kind of just like update you guys with like our personal lives because I know sometimes, <clears throat> um, you know, when we're like, when we're stuck at home, it can be like really hard to do anything or to like really um, – feel like, you know, we're accomplishing things or when you're out and you're able to do things, there's a lot to talk about. But I know a lot of times it can be really like lonely or hard to kind of do anything. But I was wondering if there's any updates in your life or if there anything new that's been happening with you. Because um, yeah, I know for me, I essentially all I've been doing, I've been reading a lot. And like, that's like the my main thing, which I'm happy about. I think it's like a good habit of having. But I've definitely been reading a lot, but I'm not sure if you've been up to anything fun. Honestly, not really. I mean, there is this really, really big thing that I want to share so bad, but I can't. So maybe further on down the line, I'll be able to talk about it. But in terms of like my day-to-day life, I'm still working at home. Like my back has been killing me lately and I don't know if it's because I'm getting old or it's because of the fact that I have to sit on the floor because like I don't have a proper desk and like area to sit to do work so I'm literally sitting on the floor on a bean bag every single day like slouched over because I have terrible posture so I have back pains um my birthday is next month which is kind of fun but also kind of sad because I can't really do anything uh, I was thinking of maybe Russell and I are going to fly back home to Seattle and like rent an Airbnb or something at a lake or something because it's usually really nice back at home in Washington around my birthday. So that's like a little fun thing that we're possibly planning on doing. But in terms of like day-to-day life, everything is pretty much the same. I'm still working from home. I've been spending a lot of money on clothes, like retail therapy. Oh my God. I think we talked about this a long time ago, but the third season of the Love Island game started and I just know that that's going to be like my life for the for the next few months of summer. So 
I might not be able to go out and celebrate pride and like do all those fun things at the beach and summer things, but I am going to be living vicariously through my virtual character on the Love Island app and trying to find the love of my life. I love that you said I love that you said you think we've talked about it. Like we had several episodes where that's all we were talking about. We have like obsessions. It was like Circle and Love Island. So yeah, I was like, do we talk about this? But we did. We literally devoted a whole episode to it, I think. We no, like actually, like I I spend like fifty dollars on that app. So like season three is coming out and I'm like, I can't I can't even think about like about doing that because I have no money. I already spent twenty five. (laughs) <laughs> wait really yes literally oh in God. the first day it came out i was like oh i just got paid time to spend some money on some gems so i can buy cute outfits well that's the whole thing because like if if you don't buy those cute outfits then they're gonna be like wow you're fucking ugly exactly and so it's, it's like you want to be the hot shit in every single like scenario and it's so funny because it's like you pay like whatever how many like maybe a few bucks for like this like one outfit and it's just like it but there's a thrill that comes with it um but that's funny. I should I should get back into it, but we'll see. And also like the fun the fun things, like the fun activities you can do or like like oh, like you can have sex if you just pay like 2.99. And it's like, "Hell yeah, I'm going to pay 2.99." You kidding me? I hate but- when apps do that. Like they they give you an option to like do a really fun choice and the other choice is free. It's like save your whole family from a burning fire. 10 gems. Let them all die. <laughs> free. Like, excuse me? I hate that. I try and do my best to stay away from any of those mobile games because I'm like, I know I'll just get stuck into it and like, it's it's just going to be really shitty, but especially on my bank account. But yeah, I feel you. I've been like spending too much money on like, I guess it, it hasn't been things that are like unnecessary. Like I've bought a few clothes recently. I spent a lot of money on pants, but I mean, I want, I don't want to invest money like on like forever 21, like $20 pants. And like them like rip and like what, like a few days or something um, or a few weeks. I wanted like pants that would last me for a really long time. So I spent like a g- good amount of money on pants. And um, I've also, we we just moved like during when the quarantine first started. So we've, we have like a, a pretty big apartment now. And so we're trying to um, get furniture for every like little part of our apartment. So every here, every, every now and then we'll like buy um, just things to kind of fill out our apartment. And yeah, it's been really, really nice. Um, I know a lot of, I've been spending a lot of money on like donating to like the, the Black Lives Matter movement to, you know, donating to like bail bonds and stuff like that. And I've been even buying like products. Like I'm trying to like center the products that I buy around like the movement. So I'm like, oh, I need it. I want a new shirt or like I want this new clothing item. So I've been trying to find companies that will take that money and like donate, you know, a hundred percent of the proceeds to the movement. So I bought like a, a print that like I was, I'm going to use for decoration in our apartment that like donated all the money to the movement. And then I also bought like a shirt that donated a hundred percent to the movement. So I'm trying to think in that way. And, and like, I think lately I've been really kind of trying to think of like fashion and how I want to be more sustainable in it because yeah, I think I've just like learned a lot I think a lot of people have during like this past like month of just like how these companies profit off slave labor and like a lot of these like, well, obviously there's like an injustice where like a lot of like black uh, men are being imprisoned and they're made, they're made to work, like they're working these jobs and they're working, um, you know, like slave labor. And it's just really, 
uh, upsetting and not the greatest thing. So obviously you want to like invest in like sustainability and brands and clothing that um, don't have any involvement in like the prison industrial complex. So like, there's just been like a lot of like research I've been doing, trying to like invest a lot of time into that. So um, I mean, for the most part, my quarantine hasn't been that interesting. I get I came out, I guess, which I mean, I guess we can talk about in like another episode. Um, I'm using they, them pronouns. I mean, but I don't know. It's still something that like, I'm, I'm just kind of vibing with. I don't, I never, I don't want it to be like a big deal, but like, yeah, maybe in the future, like I'll like be willing to like do a full conversation on it. But yeah, I mean, other than that, I'm reading currently Are Prisons Obsolete by um, Angela Davis. So um, yeah, I mean, things have been I think I've, I'm being, I'm becoming more educated, which I'm very happy about. And at the end of the day, I think this quarantine has been productive for America and for specifically like myself. And I'm, 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 yeah, I'm happy about in that aspect. I never thought about like actually looking into brands and stuff before the Black Lives Matter movement blew up again, which is kind of bad, but like, I really like you said, want to make sure that I'm buying and supporting brands that are socially conscious and are not donating to racist or homophobic or transphobic companies, essentially. So like I've over the last couple months, I've unfollowed like so many influencers and so many companies that have been either donating to racist, homophobic, transphobic organizations, or have just been like really silent in terms of all the social issues going on right now. So I think that's a really good thing to bring up that, you know, you really should be looking into who you're supporting and especially what you're supporting in terms of like clothing or any brand, essentially, that's really important to make sure that you are giving your money to people who actually care about other people in the world. So that's something that's really important too. And I think a lot of people have like an, a detachment from their shopping habits. Like, oh, it doesn't matter. Like they're, they're millionaires. They don't really benefit off my $20, but like that's the mindset that keeps all of these companies going. So I think that's a really good point that you kind of have to make sure you know where you're shopping because that is important. Yeah, and it is unfortunate that like these conglomerate like companies have so much like ha- like control over the industry in which they're selling things. So like Amazon, for example, they have they sell so many things, and it's so cheap and convenient because it like shows up at your door in two days. So it's really easy to like just, and it's really easy and cheap for a lot of people who are like lower income and stuff like that to buy through there. So it's justified in that sense, and I don't think. Um, I, yeah, I, I think there's like a, like a, a hard issue, but if you have the means, I think it's important to kind of think about your purchases and be more mindful about it. But it is insane. If you look up how many companies like invest in like slave labor or like, like prison labor, um, it's the same thing to me. But if, if you see like these companies that like invest in this stuff, it's insane how many, like the, like the university of Florida, like the, like the place that I work essentially, um, like invest in slave labor and it's like what the fuck does a university have anything to do with like prison and i don't it just doesn't make sense like what products do they sell that has anything to do with that but like they do they have like a they have um some ties with it which recently they did say that they were ending which is like a progressive thing that's like happening but still it's like crazy like these things that you don't even know are so like tied to this like 
this private prisons that like profit off people and like yeah, I think it's really good to do that research. But obviously, like I, we can't tell you what to do. And if things are more convenient because they're cheaper, that's totally justified. I think we're kind of in that place of like late stage capitalism. I mean, there's like, I mean, everything kind of like falls in line. And it's this like huge, I sound like a conspiracy theorist, but like it is this huge, everything works together. And it just, it brings down a lot of like people of color, um, specifically black people, which is really unfortunate. And it's, yeah, it's... um. But I, like I said, I think it's it's a good thing we should all invest in everything. But um, I think with that being said, we can kind of jump on into like the topic of the day and some updates that are happening within the trans community because there are plenty, but I'm not sure if you, do you have one to start on because there's so many. Okay, so I guess the first topic that we can jump into today is actually around a dating app that is supposed to be geared towards trans people. And the app is called Fiori, if anybody is wondering, F-I-O-R-I. And I've been seeing a lot of this app. Um, There are a lot of trans girls, like influencers that have been promoting it on Instagram. Um, And I have been reached out to by the like the marketing team of the app to try and promote it. And I was really curious because like I said, it is like built on the premise that, you know, this app is a safe place for trans women to use, to find love since like Tinder and Bumble and the regular dating apps, I guess, for cis people can be a little scary if you're trans because there are a lot of ignorant people on there. And there are a lot of people that are really early on in their transition and don't feel comfortable enough being on those apps yet. So I completely, like, I understand the purpose and the premise of the app, but there are a few issues that I have with it. And I can go, like, in depth about that. I just wanted to hear, like, what your personal opinion is on, like, a dating app specifically geared towards like the LGBT community or trans women specifically, do you think that that's like beneficial or do you think it open up, opens up the doors for fetishization? I I personally think like the concept is, it seems like in theory, like it it should work and it's like a great thing. And like, um, yeah, it seems like in theory that it, it could be a really, really amazing app for a community that definitely needs that, um, yeah, that support from other people, that feeling of being like belong, belonging and like being wanted. And like, that's something like, yeah, you don't get in those like standard, like Tinder, um, Bumble, uh, Grindr even. I know a lot of trans people stick to Grindr because there's a like, um, just like it's more accepting-ish, but it's still really not because there is like a lot of that fetishization. And it's like really hard because the trans community in general is so fetishized. And so to like, like, there's going to be people that are going to like use this opportunity to like target the community or like just be fucking weirdos. And like, I like, I mean, I see it firsthand on my YouTube channel where like I'm making content that like is like geared towards like trans people about like my experience um, in like taking hormone replacement therapy or whatever. And then I just get a bunch of comments from like just chasers, these men who fetishize me. And it's like, just like, so gross and it's like really upsetting because it's like well i feel like i feel disgusting or like disturbed because like my youtube channel was like 
my safe space to like help other people. And when that's invaded, there's something icky about it. And that's the same goes with the app. Like there's no restrictions um, or like proof that someone is trans because you can't tell if someone's trans. Um, so then it just kind of allows people to, it, it seems to me, it's like be able to get on the app and then to target trans people. And maybe that's to like find them and hurt them. Like it, it feels like it could be an easy app for people to like, have and it's like yeah let's meet up and then it could be like someone who's like crazy and it's just like an app that allows them to do that or it could even be and i mean that works for any app but like it seems like it's because it's so specific like this is for trans people it's just like yeah i'm this chaser i'm gonna apply or like apply or download this app and then just become a part of this so then i can just like be disgusting towards trans people and so yeah it is like a it seems like it it just it's good in theory and it sounds great to have like a safe space, but there's no way to tell if someone's trans. So then like, it just kind of creates this like breeding ground for like disgusting things. Yeah. And like we both said, I I see the intention. I know it's there and I know the people that created it wanted to help. But like you said, there's literally no safeguard or there's no way to prove who's trans or who identifies as what, because you just, can't do that like that's not something that's possible so and I guess for me personally it does even though it does have good intentions it feels like honestly like a feeding ground for chasers or people that are specifically attracted to trans people and so I do I downloaded the app on like Saturday or something I, I made my profile I put specifically that I was only interested in friendship and networking but that I guess people didn't read that part because I've gotten lots of um, pictures and like inappropriate things like within minutes, like I was getting flooded with disgusting messages. Um, So like essentially when you sign up, you have the option of making your profile like any dating app, but there is an option to choose like what you're interested in. So you can choose trans woman, trans man, cross-dresser, non-binary, queer, cis woman, or cis man. And basically you can identify however you want to, or you can click all of the different gender identities that you are interested in talking to. And I've noticed like a lot of guys, like like I said, I you can't like tell somebody whether or not they're trans, but I see a lot of guys that look very cis-like, like they aren't actually a part of the LGBT community. It sounds bad, like I feel bad for saying this because like I said, I can't gatekeep anyone and I can't tell anybody that they're not trans, but I have seen a lot of guys that are claiming to identify as like non-binary or queer or part of the trans community in order to actually talk to trans women. Like I've had guys like tell me that they're actually trans, but they don't want to transition as like, I don't know, like a an entry line or like a segue to have a conversation with me. And I think that's where it gets a little messy for me is when you have people that have the option to say, oh, I'm queer, I'm non-binary. So that makes me seem more approachable to these trans women who there there are a lot of trans women on this app that genuinely do look like they're looking for something serious and they're looking for a relationship. So I feel really bad for all of them 
knowing that there are some people, I'm sure there are actually genuine guys on this app that are looking for love, but I feel like the amount of people who are not and the amount of people who are exploiting this as a as a way to get closer to trans women specifically greatly outweighs the people that are actually using it for its intended purpose. And that's really the main issue that I have with it. And it's why I'm not personally choosing to promote the app. Like I said, I, I understand the intention, but I wouldn't feel comfortable putting this on my Instagram or promoting it, knowing that there are people that are taking advantage of the system to try and get closer to trans women to fetishize them because they are only interested in trans women. And I know this is probably the case for a lot of dating apps, but for me, when I was still dating, going through this whole thing before I met my boyfriend, like on on Tinder, I personally liked using Tinder because, you know, I would disclose that I was trans, but the people that I was matching with weren't interested in me only because I was trans. They were either interested in me because they thought I looked interesting or they were attracted to me and my identity as a woman. So I feel like having an app where somebody can just automatically say, I'm only interested in trans women, kind of, it's kind of a red flag to me because I don't know why, why are you only interested in trans women? Like, are you, do you have a fetish? Do you prefer to date them for some reason? Like, I just don't know. And I really wanted to make like a series out of the app. I wanted to sit down and like actually have conversations with people who are very open about their attractiveness or their attraction to trans women and why they are only interested in dating them. But I, it just was just like so uncomfortable for me having to talk to these people. Like I said, I got really explicit messages and pictures and people saying they wanted to do weird things to me and it was just like really uncomfortable. So ultimately I deactivated it. But yeah, I, again, it's hard to kind of explain because I don't want to jump down anyone's throat if they actually do have good intentions. But that's just the problem with the app is that you can't tell who does have good intentions and who doesn't. Yeah. And I mean, I've seen it in my Instagram where um, people will like, like request to speak with me and they're like, Hey, I have a question about hormones. And then once I accept the message request, then it's like, yeah, then it's just like all hell breaks loose. And then I get dick pics. So like, it's like, yeah, it's definitely something that like, it's, it's infuriating to like deal with. So, um, I can only imagine, like, I just, it's hard to like, for that, for that to work for trans people. And so it is like, I can see it like being a scary thing to have like a, an app specifically for trans people. Then, then yeah, that like allows like room for, I don't know, to me, it seems like unsafe um, or like, yeah, unwelcoming environment. And, and like you said, it would be interesting to sit down and talk with like someone who's only attracted to trans people and like understand why. Because the whole mindset of being attracted to only trans people is so bigoted and like in its concept and that like trans people are all trans people are a certain way. And it's like, what, what characteristic of all trans people is it that you like? Because that doesn't exist in any community. No two people are the same. So like, what is it about trans people that you like? Like, what is it that you fetishize about them? And then, so the whole concept of being attracted to solely like trans people there's some weird underlining thing in there that like is just the intent is just disgusting and it's awful and 
yeah, I completely understand why you would delete that app. Um, and it's interesting that there's a friend section, but then it, there's still like room for people to just be like, yeah, let's fuck or something. And it's like, ah, that, that just, yeah, it has a bad taste in my mouth. Cause yeah, like, like the intent is good. And like, I want there ideally to be a, um, an app where trans people can feel welcomed, but yeah, considering how much trans people are fetishized, it is like a scary, scary thing. Yeah. And like I said, I, I feel bad because there are a lot of trans women on the app, particularly trans women that are like really early on in their transition and they actually do want to find somebody to talk to. And it's just like there's so many people that are taking advantage over the fact that you can identify however you want to and you can talk to whoever you want to. There's no swiping feature or anything. You can just message anybody. Um, it, it It's just like a long list of all the people that are members of the app and you can just scroll and like click on photos and choose whoever you think is attractive. And like I, I got messages of people like comparing me and the way that I look to other trans women. And that also pissed me off because I don't like that just feels like I'm being fetishized off the bat. Like why am I being compared to other trans women? Why are you looking at me and saying a certain thing about my body or my appearance as opposed to somebody else? Like that, that just turned me off too. Um, I got like three dick pics right off the bat, which was like really disturbing. Somebody called me a thing. Somebody said I was the hottest thing on this app. So that was fun too. And like, yeah, it's just, it's gross. And I I feel like people should know because there are a lot of trans people that are like promoting it and saying that it's a good thing. And I, like I said, I get the intention, but I personally don't feel comfortable promoting it knowing that there are people on there. I feel like it was necessary for me to do my research first before I said anything about it. And I feel like I did do my research. And this is just something that I personally found. So like, I'm not saying you shouldn't download it, but I'm just saying there are issues with the app, not necessarily the app, but the people that are on it. And I think you should be wary if you decide to download it because there are a lot of weird people on there and they're gross and they don't deserve our attention. It's disgusting. Like, yeah. Disturbing. I I recommend if you guys have any like ideas on like what could possibly be helpful or be good as an app or like as a um, just a concept in general, like how can we weed out the people who aren't trans or whatever it could maybe. So like, cause it seems impossible, but like, is there like a way that like, that's that we're able to do that to make it a more safer like environment. And that's like my, where it comes down to, it's like, how do you, how do you manage that? How do you negotiate that? And it seems like an app like Tinder is honestly like the best you can do because at least it, it like there's a whole group of people that like um, if someone finds out you're trans and they are like fetishizers, like there are like one in a million people that you swipe through. And like you said, you have to like swipe, you have to match in order for that to like be a thing. So it seems like that app already exists for trans people. And even though it might not be foolproof, I feel like just because there's like a flood of all these people, it can be a little bit easier to like manage the hate than something that's specifically made for trans people. So yeah, it's a weird thing. But if you guys have any like ideas on like how that could be improved, I recommend sending it to us because I'm really interested because like I, I, I have no idea. So 
yeah, but that's a that's a weird thing that's going on because like you like you said like yeah I don't know how to feel about it. Um, I'm I'm actually interested in the app and I might download it to kind of see how that works. I don't know if it's like area based, and I'm wondering if it's like maybe different in Florida if that's a thing. But um, I'm definitely interested in like what it could could be. But you I guess should try it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because when you said that like, you you download it for like a friendships networking thing, I was like, okay, then like I'm not as intimidated by it because it's not like you don't have to use it as a dating app. So I'm like, okay, I mean, we'll see um, how that goes and stuff like that. But I guess with that being said, um, there's been other updates that are unfortunate in the trans world. Uh, one being uh, discrimination in the healthcare and LGBT community. Um, the Obama administration rolled like these, or like they implemented these, like I'm just, they were like laws that like basically allow or that said um, healthcare professionals aren't allowed to discriminate against the LGBTQ plus community. Like you're not allowed to. It's illegal by law. You're not allowed to federally. And the Trump administration was like, you know what? Let's like purposely remove that segment and let's make sure that discrimination is okay within the healthcare system. And um, so, yeah, there was like a lot of controversy because, um, yeah, the Trump administration like rolled back on like that, um, that law or, or yeah, that a thing that was uh, supposed to help these LGBTQ community. So it was like a big like outrage and as, as it should be because it, it's like, yeah, it's definitely was really fucked up. I just want to know, like, what is the purpose for trying to give basic rights to somebody or a group of people? Like, I'm trying to wrap my head around why it would be necessary or why it would benefit Trump or anybody else that thinks trans people don't deserve to be treated like human beings when they are anywhere. Like, I don't understand how they're benefiting. Like, it doesn't change us being treated like normal human beings in the emergency room, at the doctors, wherever, it doesn't have any effect on anybody else. And I don't understand why you would actively push for something that causes discrimi discrimination to another group of people. That doesn't make any sense to me. And like, I'm, I'm the type of person that tries to look at both sides all the time and to be really analytical but I genuinely don't get it like I don't understand why you think we don't deserve human rights when we go to the doctor or why we be, should be refused or why we shouldn't be afforded health care to help us with their transitions like I don't understand the premise it it's just really fucked up I I don't really know what to say I was honestly shook when that was even happening and the fact that it had to go all the way to the supreme court in order to be denied and he's still like not done like he still wants to keep moving forward with it so i just don't understand why there is such hate towards the community and why people are actively working so hard to take rights away from some of the most disenfranchised groups of people that experience the most violence on a day-to-day -day basis in pretty much every aspect of their life. I mean, considering that, you know, these people are for the All Lives Matter movement, it seems a little contradictory for them to try and take rights away from us because we are considered all lives, right? Or are we just like not humans? Do we not even factor into that statement whatsoever? I'm just a little confused. 
Yeah, refucking tweet. Like, honestly, it just is upsetting because, yeah, a lot of those people that are all lives matter all of a sudden stops when it has anything to do with the LGBT community, anything to do with people of color. And it's like, obviously, the sentiment of like what people are trying to say is um, exactly it's proven. And so, yeah, my big issue, like you, even like what you said with the, this healthcare thing, was that it affects nobody other than the trans people wanting to be treated it affects nobody and then so the for the for the administration to just be like you know what i'm bored today let's just like take this out for no fucking reason like there there's just there's just that malicious intent behind it that's so disturbing and it's like it feels like we're like we're in this like this country this fascist country that's like just starting to like slowly pull back like these pages and like basically um, target this these groups of people and it's like it's scary to see what this potentially could progress to if it continues and so yeah the supreme court ended up ruling it unconstitutional they um they voted um i think three people voted that it was okay but then the other i mean it majority won obviously and um yeah so it it was deemed unconstitutional and so we are still able to be treated like people in the healthcare industry, but it's kind of insane to me because um, uh, trans people still aren't being treated okay. There's still so much ignorance in the in the in the healthcare industry that like it it, it hurts me to see that like there's like like I don't know, the Trump the Trump administration is like allowing that more to happen because even. Um, like last week, I went to the doctor last week, literally last week. And I had this like whole, like fucking, it was, it was a trip, just like, just everything that I went through. Um, so I essentially went to the doctor because I was, I think I have a UTI and I'm like, oh fuck, like I, I need to go to the doctor. Um, and so I went, I did a pee test and I was already hesitant about going. Cause I'm like, oh, this has to do with pee and, I don't know what they're going to want to do. I don't know if they're going to want to do a physical or anything like that. Things I'm uncomfortable with because I'm trans valid. So I was like, I don't know if I want to do it. So I scheduled an appointment before and I canceled it. But then I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go. I have to do this. And then so I was like, everyone told me I would just have to pee. So then I peed and then they test my pee and they're like, it looks normal. And then they asked me for a physical. And then I'm like, well, fuck. Like I, this is awkward. I'm going to tell them I'm trans and uh, just so they know. And so I was like, oh, yes, just so you know, I'm trans and like yada, yada, yada. And then so the woman was like, okay, yeah, like the doctor. She was like, yeah, okay, for sure. Um, all right, so we're going to do the physical and we'll make sure to bring that male doctor in. And I was like, what? I like I like stopped because I was like, I just like was shocked when she said that. I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Why do you have to bring a male doctor in? Why? And it just didn't make sense to me why she would like – say that or suggest that and i still right now don't understand what the implication of that was maybe fucking asking me what i'd be more comfortable with would be a better solution but no it's because like oh you're trans okay we're gonna bring a male doctor because that's the genitalia you said that you had and it's like if that's gonna i don't know like i don't understand the logic of it and so i like i stopped her and i was like no that's not gonna make me comfortable and i told her that i was like that's not gonna make me comfortable so they ended up uh bringing a female it was a she needed someone else in the room while she administered the physical. So she got someone else that that she got a woman. And so I was like, great. 
I have a nurse that's a woman. Hopefully the room will be a little more respectful because typically men have this like ideology um, that are a little more transphobic. So I was like, okay, I'm, I'm in the safe space with like women or whatever. I should be okay. They give me the physical. It's extremely uncomfortable for me, obviously pretty triggering for me. Um, especially things I've gone through in the past. I've had a, like a really hard time kind of going through that. And so from there, uh, they were like, okay, well, we're going to give you a shot just to like make sure everything's okay. Make sure if you do have an infection, it's cleared up. So we're going to give you a shot. And I was like, okay, cool. Is it going to be on the arm? And the doctor was like, yeah, you can do it on the arm. And then she leaves and the nurse comes in. I was like, okay, I'm going to give you the shot. It's going to be on your ass. And I was like, what the fuck? So then I had to like drop my pants again and have her like do it on like my hip. And I was just uncomfortable. And I have this huge fear of shots and I have a huge fear of like needles. So like she did it and I had a panic attack, which has happened to me several times in the past. Um, So where I'm sweating so much, I can't breathe. Uh, For one moment too, I was like, I didn't know where I was. That's how bad it was. I was like asking my girlfriend, like, where are we? Cause I was like panicking so much. And like my clothing was soaked because of how bad I was sweating and freaking out. And so the nurse like just gave me the shot. I was like, all right, I'll see you guys later. And I'll like, I'll be back in like 10 minutes. But meanwhile, I'm like freaking out, getting dizzy. And like, she just didn't give a fuck. And then so um, Emily, my girlfriend, uh, quickly stopped the nurse and was like, hey, like, can you uh, get them water because they need water? And then um, the nurse was like, yeah, for sure. Like, uh, um, uh, I think there's there's water and I'll go get it for him. And the bitch said him. And bef- like five minutes prior, she had like, was like, Olivia, like that's your, Olivia is your, like your name. And I was like, yeah, that's what I go by. And then, and then the bitch literally said like, yeah, I'll go get it for him. And so like, and it, it just frustrates me like how when I haven't been mis- like misgendered or called her, I mean, called him and like, what? It's been like a, a three years. So it was like such a shocker for me that that happened. And I was like, oh, because she was in there while I had the physical. And for some reason, that's what she thinks. And it's like, there's already this discrimination that's happening, this lack of education that's happening in the healthcare industry. So the fact that there's like these rollbacks trying to push it more and more, it just really terrifies me. Because that moment will forever stick in my head as a shitty moment that happened to me. And it's another like thing on my huge list of things that have happened to me while seeing a doctor. So like the fact that like now it's just like okay to discriminate against, like now it's just like legally okay. It just scares me to see what could potentially happen or what this could potentially like mean for in the future. Yeah, there's honestly so much lack of education in the healthcare industry. Like, yes, it's illegal technically to discriminate against trans people, but I mean, it's still happening. Like, there are doctors, there are nurses, there are healthcare professionals who misgender people all the time and have no idea how to deal with a trans person. So like, yes, it's still technically illegal to discriminate, but that doesn't mean discrimination is still happening, which it is. And I feel like the only time that I can remember being misgendered in recent memory is at the doctor's office. And I feel like your doctor and the people that are treating you should be the most understanding people and they should know the most about how to address a trans person and their pronouns or how to go about instances where their genitalia has to be evolved in a physical. Like, 
you can't just ask them what their pronouns are. You can't ask them what they feel comfortable with. Like, I just don't understand how you can work in a field that provides healthcare to trans patients, but at the same time have little to no like social awareness about how to actually talk to them. And it doesn't make any sense to me. Like I said, these people are the ones that we go to for help with our surgeries. They're the people that we go to help for in order to get on hormones and to regulate our hormone levels and all that type of stuff to make sure that we're still being healthy. So it's so fucked up and sad to hear that people are constantly being mistreated and being misgendered while we still have protection of some sort. Like imagine what would happen if all that protection went away because at this point it really just seems like they don't know what they're doing and they're just kind of going along with it because they want to be nice and they they really don't have a genuine interest in trying to actually help trans people and trying to understand how trans etiquette is and how you should speak to somebody that does not identify as cisgender. So, I mean, obviously this isn't an attack on all healthcare workers or everybody that's a doctor or works in the healthcare industry. I'm just saying like for a vast majority of them, they're severely undertrained and they don't know how to talk to a trans person and going to the doctor is a very vulnerable place for us. It's like I said, the place that we go to, to kind of try and change what is what we feel insecure about ourselves, whether it's going for a consultation for FFS, SRS, or you want to try and get on hormones. Like it's just, it's stressful enough. And then to have the person that's helping you misgender you or to make you feel uncomfortable, it's just shitty. And I think we need to do a better job at education in the healthcare industry specifically. Yeah. And like, uh, it, it is annoying. And like me coming out again, using they, them pronouns, and it like makes things even more difficult for me. Cause it's like, I don't really like, I don't want to have to do this whole thing where I explain this to a doctor and then it obviously not be understood or not be like, um, respected. And so I don't want to have to say like, call me, you know, use they, them for me or whatever. Cause I just feel like it isn't, I don't know, it isn't necessary, especially when I'm in going to appointment for like 10 minutes and then I'm leaving, but I obviously don't want to be called to him. Like that's a major red flag. And so, especially when my name is like Jay Olivia, I would think I'd be seen or perceived as a feminine being, a feminine person, but obviously there is like this lack of education and um, it just makes things so complicated for me and like my, you know, journey through like life. And like, now it's like, what do I do? How do I, how do I go and trust these doctors when it feels like I like can't trust them? And so it is, it is really hard. And I would say specifically it's been harder for me as someone who identifies as like non-binary and um, yeah, it's just been tough and it, it does suck because like it's health care, like care is in the word healthcare, but it just, and like, it's not like, it's not just about doctors finding a solution to an illness. It's about like doctors creating a safe space to have a, con- a patient confide in. So then, so both the both parties, like both the doctor and the patient can feel like they're both being heard. So like, so like there's never any like doubt in anyone's mind, like, cause the amount of times I left a doctor and, and have been like, damn, I should have said this, or I should have said that, but didn't speak up because I was nervous or I was just scared of how the doctor was going to perceive it or how they're, what kind of action they were going to take, or if they're going to discriminate against me. So like, there is a lot of 
on miseducation in the healthcare industry. And I, for the longest time, and I've been saying this over and over again, I want to create some sort of video series or do some sort of lectures that like, that is like given to every single healthcare worker, maybe in a specific area or whatever. But like, I want to, I want to like write something or do something or be a part of something that can educate. So if you guys have any resources that I can like reach out to, or you can reach out to me, I'd be more than happy to, because the amount of things that have happened to me in the doctor's office is disgusting. And I just, I could write a whole dissertation on like ways that I've been treated and ways that you shouldn't treat trans patients. So like, please, if you guys have any like resources that I can reach out to me or I can reach out to have any ideas, let me know because yeah, that's something that definitely has been boiling inside of me for a long time. It's just like such a vulnerable state. Like I remember being in the operating room when I got FFS and that was, I was honestly like my office was really respectful. They were really educated, especially since my doctor does like a lot of operations on trans people. So they definitely knew like how to talk to me and address me and make me feel comfortable, especially because I was like sitting on the table, on the operating table, pretty much naked under my little gown. So that was like really uncomfortable for me. And I can't imagine how it must feel to be in that exact situation, but not have people refer to you by the same the pronouns that you like to go by or misgendering you all the time. Like that's horrifying. Like you're about to get a big ass surgery. You're naked pretty much. You have yourself exposed and you have people in the room that are literally disrespecting you on pretty much the greatest level that they can as a trans person. So that's just really fucked up. And I don't really think that should be happening at all. And I guess I could hope that somewhere in the future there is some type of training or like a a book or I don't know something that people can read to like kind of educate themselves but with the way the country is going right now and the fact that the president is literally trying to roll back our rights in healthcare, I'm honestly scared for the future like I don't know what exactly is going to happen yeah um, a very fucking weird uh, time and I just like, so like all these things keep happening where it's like, oh, it feels like it's not ending. The trans community being like a targeted or attacked. And then out of fucking nowhere, out of nowhere, the author, the famous Harry Potter author decides that like, you know what? Right now is the perfect time for me to just be transphobic, for me to just give out all my turfy energy to every single one of like my followers. And it's like, oh my God, it's so fucking frustrating. So this bitch tweets out, um, (laughs) and I'm going to call her that because she's so offended about how like women are being treated. Like, oh, this is women. Yeah. You're a fucking bitch. That's what you are. Yeah. Um, I just want to say earlier, I said, There are certain instances where we are going to be looking at both sides and being respectful. Miss Rowling does not deserve respect. So for this point on, we are not going to be respectful to her because she has not been respectful to us. So I just wanted to throw that little disclaimer out there. We don't ban her. Harry Potter is canceled and we're not going to be nice to her because she doesn't deserve it. Literally, fuck that. Voldemort, who? Bitches, Voldemort. She gets Voldemort. Oh my God. It's so frustrating. So, what happened was like, she had the, she tweeted out this article that was, the article said, like, oh, like people who have, who menstruate, it said something like that in the title. And 
she was so offended, so offended that this title of this article that probably two people read said people who menstruate. So she fucking decides to quote tweet it and like, and said, oh, I think there's a, there's a term for that. Like maybe there's a term for that. And then like, oh, is it like women? And so like people were like, but like not all women menstruate. Like there are, there are um, people who are trans that menstruate. Like you can be a trans guy that menstruates. You can be non-binary and menstruate. Um, You can be a cis woman and not be able to menstruate. So not all women menstruate. So to define menstruation to be just a thing that happens to cis women that that's not that's not that's not a thing and yeah obviously there's a lot of like trans women who don't menstruate that are women so like she was but she was so offended that like this article could say that like oh like they're like we're taking things like trans people are taking things from from like um cis women and like they're like she calls them natal women i don't it just sounds why but like, anyways, like, like they're taking things from like cis women or like they're abusing um, this, like, I don't know, they're like um, degrading or insulting what it means to be a woman. And she like kept referencing during this entire time, like her lesbian friend, like, oh, my lesbian friend agrees with me that like this whole, like this whole trans thing or whatever. And like, there's, it just be, blew up to be this huge thing. People were calling her turf. And she decides to, instead of apologize and understand people's concerns, uh, she decided to double down and be like, what? You guys didn't like what I said? Okay, well, um, let me just give you 20,000 more reasons why I'm transphobic. And so she wrote a whole article on her website of all these reasons why she hates trans people. And it's like the most disgusting thing I've ever read. And yeah, it's really infuriating for me. I just want to go back to the point that you made earlier that this country is in flames. Like there's police brutality, there's injustice, there is government corruption, people are dying, people are getting murdered, shot, strangled, run over, Tate. Like the world is an insane place right now. And Miss J.K. Rowling decided that now is the perfect time to hop on Twitter and talk about how much she hates trans people. Literally like, the beginning of Pride. Pride Month. Yeah. Oh. Like she was like, I'm bored. This is the perfect time to talk about how much I hate trans people who have done nothing to me in my entire life. Like how unaware are you to even like just speaking about that in general is fucked up but like considering all the circumstances like really bitch you really thought now is the best time to talk about this like I just don't understand and going back to your article it pissed me off so much like every time I see her little twitter icon with her little big ass head and her glasses I just want to punch her in the face and I'm a very non-aggressive person I don't like violence but I really just want to rock her shit so badly because she deserves it and I guess they're like there's specific parts of her essay that I want to get into and first I just want to bring up the fact that I feel like the basis of her hatred towards trans women for some whatever reason, I'm still trying to figure out how these two instances are related. But she does mention in her essay that she was in a, an abusive marriage. And 
I'm not saying that she deserved it. I'm completely empathetic. I'm sorry that she was in a bad marriage where she was either sexually assaulted or abused. And I don't think that she deserved that. But I'm just trying to find the link as to why her past experiences with sexual abuse is somewhat related to trans people. Like, was her former husband trans? Like, I don't understand what the purpose of that specific life event has to do with trans women because she constantly brings it up as if it has like some sort of merit in terms of saying that trans women don't deserve to go to the bathroom. And something that she had stated in her essay was that I want trans people to be safe. At the same time, I do not want to make natal girls and women less safe. There she goes again with the word natal. When you throw open the doors of bathrooms and changing rooms to any man who believes or feels he's a woman, and as I've said, gender confirmation certificates may now be granted without any need for surgery or hormones, then you open the door to any and all men who wish to come inside. That is the simple truth. And this is the tired ass narrative that TERFs like to use to say that trans women don't deserve to be in the bathroom because men are going to use it as an advantage. And I just want to know what is stopping a man from going into the woman's bathroom as it stands now? Like what is going to stop them? If Do you really think a predator is going to go through all the trouble of having his birth certificate changed and buying a completely new wardrobe to dress up as a woman to go into a bathroom and molest someone? Or do you think they're just going to walk in there and do it anyways? Like that just doesn't make sense to me. I don't know why that that argument keeps being brought up. There's literally nothing stopping a man from walking into any bathroom and molesting somebody. It has nothing to do with trans people. And if somebody does pretend to be trans, that's exactly what they're doing, pretending to be trans. Therefore, there should not be a fear of trans women because they're not actually trans. Like, I just don't understand and I don't feel sympathy for her other than the fact of her abusive past. Like I said, I don't, I'm not saying that because she's transphobic. She deserved that. But I'm saying I just don't see the correlation. And I also don't feel sorry for her that she keeps saying she's being attacked online and being cyberbullied for being a turf. Like, I'm sorry you're transphobic and you're a bitch. And I'm sorry that you're being bullied online by a bunch of 12 year olds and young teens and adults who literally grew up idolizing you in your book that's probably one of the most notable series ever written. Like, I'm sorry that people who looked up to you for so long are actually disappointed that you have displayed such blatant transphobia. Like, clearly they have a reason to be upset and you don't. Like, you have enough money. You're a millionaire. Go on a retreat in one of your mansions, wherever the fuck you live in England or wherever, and like, get over it. Like, I'm sorry you're getting called out for being transphobic. Do you want sympathy points, more sympathy points? I don't get it. You know who's tired of being attacked? Do you know who's tired of being targeted? Black trans women. That's who's tired of it. Black trans people, um, trans people in general. Maybe they're the ones tired of being targeted by uh, turfy language like you're doing and these attacks with your millions of followers. Maybe maybe trans people are a little bit tired of hearing this fucking 
dumbass this this whole debate of this bathroom thing that's have been debunked so many times and it's so frustrating that this keeps coming up because there's been no link no correlation to trans people have any misconduct or any abuse happening inside of a restroom there's like no cases at all never has been a case if someone's going to commit a crime they're just going to fucking commit a crime regardless if they're allowed to go into inside of a bathroom or not and then back to the point of her like being upset about like, oh, anyone can have GRS. It's like, okay, so if someone's going to get fucking bottom surgery because 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 they want to molest or attack or sexually assault someone, like, that doesn't make any sense. And if someone, if a legal adult wants to invest their money and um, into getting GRS, regardless if they like have like, hormones or approval or anything then by all means if they are a consenting adult and they want to do that that means that there is if they're willing to do that that means obviously that there is some correlation with them being trans but at the end of the day i have yet to meet a surgeon that doesn't require like 20 letters from a therapist or psychiatrist um or therapist um having like at least you start in like a year on hormone replacement therapy and these lists of requirements, having to get these approvals through insurance, having to like get these approvals through the surgeon, like you're not just given the surgery like overnight. Like this is like a constant thing that you have to work through and then get through in order to get the surgery. And so like this whole debate that she's trying to create this narrative, she's like, uh, it's just it's just upsetting because like she's creating this um, this imaginary world where these problems exist in her head but aren't real. So she's sharing these false facts that have no nothing behind them to like to like prove them. And it's just frustrating because she's passing them off as if these are actual facts. And yeah, it is like it is insane to me that like that she's just able to do that and she feels okay with herself. And she like talks about how uncomfortable it makes her and how uncomfortable and like her her lesbian friends that she has, how how uncomfortable they feel with trans people and it's like your lesbian friend is where she is today because of black trans women because of marsha p johnson because of stonewall you dumb bitch and it, it upsets me so much because people don't remember the history of 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 which of uh the the lgbt community and and the history of everything uh sylvia rivera had a fucking speech because of of this um where she like was she went on stage and was she she was booed because because she was trans and it was like a, a pride parade and she was booed and so she made this whole speech called y'all y'all better quiet down of of her being in like infuriated that all these people were able to like be happy and express themselves and and be like valid and loved in their like sexuality while trans people we're getting the shit end of it and no one was caring when they were the ones doing the advocating, they were the ones doing the rioting. They were the ones that made this progress when like behind like closed doors, these deals were done by turfs and by like gay men in order to like work or like working with like um, these uh, politicians to make these deals that benefited them and not trans people. And so like, it is frustrating to like that you're just ignoring history and you're not really seeing that the reason we are where we are today um, is because of trans people. Um, and so it is so annoying that like this, these tired debates keep coming back up and up and up when it's like, there's no, 
there's nothing backing it. And so, yeah, like I, I'm genuinely so mad. What the fuck? Did we actually define what turf means? I don't think we did, but I, I'm pretty sure most people know. Yeah. But essentially, turf stands for trans exclusionary radical feminism. And it's unfortunate that a lot of turfs are actually lesbians, like you were saying, because a lot of them have the belief that trans men are actually women who are just very confused and have a lot of internalized misogyny that has forced them to transition into men. And that's like the basis of turf ideology is that they they feel in some way that trans women or trans people in general somehow invalidate their experiences as cis people. And like, I don't know where the fuck this idea came from. Like, people want to be oppressed so badly that when another group of people are literally, like you said, being beat up, killed, murdered, misgendered on the news, literally every single day, that that the pain that that group of people somehow has something to do with you and, and that you're not a woman. And I feel like that's ultimately the basis of J.K. Rowling's essay. At least that's what I took away from it, is that in some twisted way, she seems to be threatened by trans women actually having rights because it somehow invalidates her as a quote unquote natal born woman who can menstruate. Like, congrats, bitch. You can menstruate. There are a lot of cis women that can't menstruate. There are a lot of trans men who still do menstruate. There are a lot of intersex people who menstruate. Like, you can't just say only women menstruate because that's not true. It's not scientifically true. And like, if one more person brings up like the whole chromosomes and sex thing, again, I'm going to lose my mind. Like, I don't know any trans person that's going to deny the fact that by sex characteristics and by chromosomes, I was born male. I get that. I have those chromosomes. That's fine. Who the fuck cares? Do people go around asking you what your chromosomes are? Do they have any effect on you living your life in the real world? No. So I don't understand why you have to go all the way back to my fucking chromosomes inside of my body that was given to me when I was born as a way to invalidate me as a a person that deserves human rights and respect and to like not die. So like I just don't understand why she seems to have this idea that we're somehow infringing on her rights as a woman like sweetheart we don't care about you like the movement is not for you why are you mad like i said go frolic in your fucking fields of england like i don't care what she does i'm just so tired of her and i don't understand why she is trying to make it seem like she's the victim here because she's really not and people are dying and i just want to punch her i'm Yeah, my big issue, too, is that she wrote the series Harry Potter, and in the the book Harry Potter, there's this character named um, Hermione, which a lot of you guys may know, and in the book, Hermione is often called, like, bullied and called a mudblood, um, which means that she's half- um, wizard half human half not wizard and she's bullied called these slurs bullied because she's um not a full uh wizard and so it is insane to me that she can write 
about someone being discriminated against because you know they're misunderstood or people invalidate their existence or invalidate who they are but they know who they are and it it saddens me to know that she writes that and she sees that but she is the own villain in her story she is she is the villain and and is insane that she like doesn't realize how like how much damage she's doing and then i and halsey tweeted which i'm not a huge fan of halsey but um, I, I, I do agree with a lot of like her politics, but she tweeted, imagine writing a generation, de- a generation defining series about a youth uprisal that defeats a tie tyrannical monster motivated by the preservation of pure blood and looking at this time in the world and looking at this time in the world and going, Hmm, yep. I'm going to invalidate trans people, which yeah, it's exactly what she did. She was like, you know what? During right now, during this time, it's the perfect opportunity to go after trans people, especially considering so many black trans people are being targeted and being talked about right now. But you know what? Let's just go and validate that more and spread this hate speech that inevitably leads to the death and murder of so many trans people. So yeah, it just saddens me that she is still caught up in her mind, in her ways, and doesn't realize her impact. So much so that, like, the big people that acted in her movies, the um, Daniel Radcliffe and Emma Watson, came out in against, like, against um, her her statements. Um, Emma, Emma, um, what's her name? Sorry, Emma Watson. Yeah, she literally was like, "Yeah, no, fuck her." Like, I don't agree with that. Like, I I respect trans people. Um, Daniel Radcliffe went through. Um, I think it was the Trevor project or it was glad went through, I think it was a Trevor project and wrote this article about like, like why he disagrees. And he's been a big supporter of the trans community for a long time. He says that you shouldn't stop watching the movies if they mean something to you. I disagree. I think him saying that he's aware that he still makes money off these movies. Um, but I think we definitely should stop watching those movies. Stop investing in them when you go to universal studios stop fucking going to that section like don't stop buying butter beer yeah fuck butter, butter beer. beer yeah go to the what, what's a better ride at universal i don't know go on the simpsons ride like go <laughs> <laughs> exactly has the simpsons been transphobic i feel like they have anyways they have, not that so i don't um, know <laughs> but anyways um yeah fuck jk Rowling. fuck that um, and if you guys were offended by her comments, um, it's rightfully so. Um, I definitely was. I remember getting like crying when this happened and not because I'm necessarily a huge fan of her, but the fact that she had this platform, she is this very well-known person. And then to write an article just saying like, this is why I hate trans people. It like hurt me. I was like, like, like this is like a big mainstream person who just doesn't believe my existence is valid as a trans person. And yeah, it definitely hurt me. So um, if it hurt you too, like for sure, like it's understandable and you're not alone in that thought. And I know it's like, we shouldn't listen to her because she's not, you know, she's obviously wrong, which is right. But at the same time, it's hard not to, and she has such a big voice. So it is like really painful. And I wish that she could see that or she knew but evidently she doesn't, or she does know, but she doesn't choose to change or educate herself. And that's the thing. Like she clearly is acknowledging that she's receiving backlash, but she's still digging her feet into the ground and trying to pull excuses and like 
past experiences from her life that have literally no relevance whatsoever to justify her beliefs. And like, I just, it's mind boggling to me that she's trying to like defend TERF ideology because literally in the definition and the acronym of TERF, one of the words is exclusionary, meaning that you are excluding a group of people from a movement that they should be a part of. And like, I just don't understand how you can try and justify that type of ideology when you're trying to exclude an entire group of people who experience lots of violence and hatred every single day for literally no reason. So yeah, I don't, I don't know what's wrong with her. I just know that I think it was today I saw an article that a lot of people from her writing agency are quitting because it's affiliated with her. So, I mean, I'm not going to – actually, she did, she does deserve that. And I hope that the writing company drops her because fuck her. I feel like she's going to write, like, a new series about how trans people are monsters. And it's going to be, like, really subtle. But all of the villains are going to be, like, transgender people. And they're going to be, like, white women trying to fight them and defend their bathroom rights or something i feel like that's her next her next big move i'm like i'm just so i'm so much in disbelief that like people like her exist and like there's a feminism that exists like that that does exclude a lot of trans people and it's why i'm so hesitant to like um support or back like a like a feminist movement it's because it like oftentimes is like trans exclusionary even if like on the outskirts of it it doesn't seem that way but like right now i'm like my minor is in like women and gender studies which i'm happy it's women and gender studies because in the name it is more inclusive of trans people but i feel like a lot of the education that i'm getting i'm i'm choosing to like learn a lot of like diverse i'm taking a lot of diverse classes but a lot of the education that i'm getting that revolve around um like women's studies are all written by these white women that are like trans exclusionary exclusionary yeah and so like i don't know it's tough because like i it's hard to align yourself with you want to because like in theory it's like great um just like the app <laughs> but like i feel like it, it oftentimes leads out like leads out you know a group that um that should be supported um so yeah it is frustrating but um yeah, with that being said, uh, fuck J.K. Rowling, um, fuck chasers, and fuck the healthcare system, um, and fuck the Trump administration, and fuck people who don't believe Black Lives Matter, and um, I'm definitely making this episode explicit. <laughs> this is a very explicit episode, and like I kind of feel bad, but at the same time I don't, because clearly through all the things that we have been talking about, we are very angry and passionate about a lot of these issues because it has to do directly with us. So I don't feel like it's inappropriate for us to be angry. And I mean, if you're going to go on your platform of multi-million of millions of people and spew transgender hate speech, then like we don't deserve, or you don't deserve respect from us either. So I guess that's just why we've been so worked up and angry because it's just like one thing after another, after another, things just keep happening and it's like really hard to try and remain positive through the whole thing. But I mean, that's ultimately what our community is for. And I personally feel like this was once again, a, a venting session for me, like therapy. I feel cleansed and calm and I feel like I can move on with the rest of my day 
knowing that I dragged JK Rowling on our podcast. Like I feel very accomplished. It is very fulfilling to <laughs> to speak my mind, especially something I've been holding in for so long. Um, but yeah, I agree. This does feel like I I legitimately feel after recording a podcast, I get the same high that I get after leaving therapy. Like it is similar because it's just like being able to express myself, vent it all out. It's very nice. But yeah, I think with everything being said, I hope you guys enjoyed the conversations we had today and all that we obviously are covering a lot of some heavy stuff. So um, thank you for listening. Thank you for um, giving us the time of the day. Uh, give us some topics you want to hear in the future for us to talk about. Um, and yeah, let us know if there's anything you'd be interested in hearing. But yeah. Yeah. And I know we say this all the time, but I think now we definitely want to get back into recording more podcast episodes. Is that the truth? Do you also feel the same? Because I feel like we have like a bad reputation. <laughs> We're like, I, oh my God, we're going to release every single week and then it just doesn't happen. No, I definitely want to be more structured. I want to like have a more constant flow of episodes. I think I think right now it's the perfect time because I think we're a little more free because we're, we're home a lot. So for sure, I want to be able to just try yeah. and upload more consistently. And for the record, like you don't, I don't think people realize how difficult it is for us to coordinate time. And oh, the fact so that literally hard. while recording this episode, my laptop decided to restart and we literally had to start over so like it's really hard to, to coordinate this being across the country from each other so we're trying don't yeah. be mad at us like three hour time difference um gets really difficult i mean we both uh work a bunch too so like whenever gage is off work it's like 5 p.m uh for her it, it's like 8 p.m for me and around that time i'm pretty much like like showering, getting kind of like situated for bed or like comfortable, like with my girlfriend and we're watching something. And so like, and it can be like difficult finding that right time. But um, for the most part, I think we're going to try and like schedule a more consistent um, upload schedule for you guys. Cause we, we do want to be more active, especially um, the way that we were when we first started. So um, hopefully uh, if you guys like this episode, please share it with everyone. Um, I know we're like our, um, yeah, I know that like some, like our, a lot of our audience forgot about us. Um, no, but like it can be, uh, very easy to like miss an episode or someone, uh, they had, didn't see it that like we uploaded, especially cause we haven't uploaded in a while. So if you have friends who are a fan of the podcast, make sure to share it with them. Um, and yeah, I'm happy to have made this episode with Gage today. It was very fun. Me too. And especially everything that's going on right now, there are so many different things that we could talk about. So like you said, if there's anything that you guys want us to talk about, that would be very helpful just because, I mean, essentially this is a conversation between us and everybody that's listening. So it would be also nice to have some topics that aren't completely generated by us and things that we think out beforehand and kind of just go back to the people that are actually listening and kind of talk about some stuff or answer questions that everyone's wondering. Well, thank you guys for listening. And we uh, hope you guys enjoy this episode. Uh, every day or every time we get to do this is a delight. So yeah, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>